Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast. Ken Reichman, your host, here with you. On this bye week, we are a quarter way through the NWHL season, and we are starting to see some separation. We're starting to see some storylines come to fruition. But right now, we're taking a little bit of a break. We're going to take a week off uh, on the schedule. We'll come back, and then it's the home stretch, folks. I, I mean, there will be another break for the the Christmas holiday in in about a month. But as we celebrate the American Thanksgiving holiday, we can see that it's starting to make more sense. Everything, for four games in for each team, everything is starting to make more sense. The Riveters just high atop the standings right now. Undefeated, 4-0, the only team with a positive goal differential. And the goal differential, folks, is not negligible, okay? 21 goals for, 7 goals against in four games. They've only given up 7 goals in four games. 7 goals in 12 periods of hockey. That's pretty good. Uh, I think you're going to be okay with that if you're the coach or the coaching staff for that team. And that, that of course, is backed by their all-star goaltender, Katie Fitzgerald, who leads the league right now with a 929 save percentage. And, and that is not a fluke, my friends. That is that is the real deal. And we'll hear from Katie Fitzgerald uh, in just a few minutes here on the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast. We'll also hear from Taylor Akersey of the Buffalo Buttes, the leading goal scorer there up in Buffalo with five goals on the early season. The Buttes sit right now at 2-2, two and two, tied for second with the Whale. Now, the Buttes playing pretty well. Uh, they've got their next four, two at home, two on the road. They play the Pride, followed by the Riveters Whale, and then the Pride again. Those last two games against the Whale and the Pride are at home. The first two are on the road. But this Buttes team is coming off, obviously, coming off a championship, and they're figuring it, figuring it out again, just like they did last season when nobody really thought of them as a, you know, as a team who would contend for, uh, you know, a, a, an Isabel Cup. They figured it out, and they figured it out along the way, and they made it work for themselves up until they were able to hoist the trophy. And they're doing that again this season. And and you can see kind of the same trajectory for this team as you did for last year's Buttes team. As for the Pride and the Whale, well, the Pride continue to struggle now. 0-4, solidly in last place. They are struggling putting the puck in the back of the net. They are last in the league there. Only eight goals for in the first four games of the season. Here's a quirky stat for you. The Pride haven't scored a goal in the second period. Weird. Just a quirky stat, really. No, I've got nothing to say about that. I just thought it was interesting when I saw it. Uh, Other than that, Haley Skorupa leads the team with five points, two goals, three assists. Nobody else on the team has more than two points. So Skorupa doing a lot of the heavy lifting for that Pride team. They play their next four, two at home and two on the road. It's getting better. Let's be clear. It's been getting better for the Pride. They lost their last game in a shootout. But they've got to find a way to get in the win column, and they've got to find a way to get in the win column soon so they can get that monkey off their back and start working their way back towards the top of the standings. For the Whale, 2-2 two and two for them. They're tied for second with those Buttes. The, the, the biggest issue so far for the Whale has been their special teams, and it's going to be tough to compete for a championship in a league where your special teams are last in the league, both of them. Their power play clicking at just 8.3% through the first four games. Their penalty kill at 78.3%. Both of those good for fourth in the league of four teams. 
They're playing their next three of four on the road, so they're going to have to get their travel bags packed and figure it out on the special teams if they want to compete for an NWHL Isabel Cup championship. So that's enough of me. We'll hear now from Katie Fitzgerald and Taylor Kersey right here on the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast presented by the National Women's Hockey League. Katie Fitzgerald is the goaltender for the Metropolitan Riveters, and she is joining us now. Katie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. You guys are off to a, a crazy start over there. 4-0, scoring goals at a torrid pace. Tell me what it's like to play goalie behind a team that's putting up four, five, six goals a game. Um, it's incredible. You know, we've been gelling so well this season. I think it's just kind of how we've built off of last year with a lot of returners and kind of building our team up with some new talent. So it's really awesome to kind of see it all come together from uh, the back line. So it's been awesome. You guys, uh, you know, off to the start that you have this season, uh, you uh, continue to lead the league in save percentage. So not only are you guys scoring, you are putting up big numbers on the back end as well. Is it just a, a boost of confidence knowing that everybody is could pick you up if, if you let a squeaky one through? Or is it just that you're that good? Um, I think it definitely helps knowing uh, the offensive power that I have in front of me, um, knowing that they can always pick me up if, you know, mistakes happen. You know, you can't, like, they're inevitable. So it definitely gives gives you some peace of mind uh, to know that your team will be able to fight for you and bounce back for you. Um, but I think it's just kind of pretty fun to be a part of just in general. Um, like I said, I think we're just – Continuing to build off last year, I think we had a bit of a slower start. Um, and I think being able to start off this way is just so exciting for our group. You guys hit the quarter mark of the season in first place, obviously 4-0. Anything that you see that is the focal point in practice or moving forward for gameplay? Yeah, um, our coach Chad Wiseman always you know, preaches that we need to push the pace in practice. You know, sometimes our coaches gear up uh, if we have maybe not as many bodies or anything, which, or they a lot of times gear up just or jump into drills just to pick up the pace. So, and it, they definitely bring up a huge competitive competitive level to every practice, and every day's a battle, and every day we're all just kind of working together to get a little bit better each time we're out there. So, um, yeah, I think definitely high tempo would be one of the thing that things that we focus on every day. Now. I I have a a relationship with a few goalies in my life, and I, I know that there are some quirks to the position as well as the person behind the mask. So, what are your uh, goalie quirks? Right? What are, What are the things that you do uh, during the game to keep yourself occupied if the puck's on the other end of the ring? Um. Yeah. Between every whistle, um, I always skate to the end board and tap the board. I think it kind of started. When I was younger, I would just stand there and stand there and stand there. My dad would yell at me from the stand, like, keep moving. And now it's just kind of become a ritual that's kind of comforting. And, you know, uh, you know, some of those quirks kind of make you feel, I don't know, a little bit more in control sometimes. So uh, that's one thing that I've picked up along the way. Do you specifically see yourself as kind of a mentor to the, any of the younger players on, on the team or... Is it more of, you know, a, a big sister, little sister kind of thing? Um, I think we only have a couple um, really young players, but um, even, the, even those uh, are only a year younger. But I think 
a lot of the older players like Kira Dostal, like Ashley Johnston, Bray Ketchum, and all of them. I think they uh, did a great job with us last year. With We had so many rookies, um, and it was all very new. So they did a great job in kind of grooming us and being big sisters to us. So bringing in a, a handful of new faces, I think, uh, was such an easy transition, and they were also there for them as well. So it's been really cool to be able to have, you know, them in our locker room. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of fun. And, and like you said earlier, you guys are uh, gelling uh, very well, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> anything specifically for you that maybe you've been working on more frequently in practice or uh, a part of your game over the course of your uh, career in the NWHL that you've seen improve? Um, yeah, I've been working a lot on, you know, obviously the physical side, you know, the little habits and things like that, but also a lot of the mental game, um, especially the way our season ended last year. Um, I took it very, very hard on myself. So it was, uh, it was, it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, but I just kind of entered this year, you know, it's a long season. It's a marathon. It's not a bunch of little sprints. So every day, you know, whether you have a good practice or a bad practice, you have to take what you can from each one. You know, one day things might not be flowing for you on all levels. You might not feel 100% in sync all of your kind of aspects of your play. So, you know, sometimes that's going to happen on a game day. You're going to just not feel like everything's flowing for you. So you're going to have to battle through it. So I think especially on those practice days too, just being able to walk away and know that even if things weren't, weren't going well, you battled through and did the absolute best you could despite those factors. And, you know, every day is just a drop in the bucket. You know, some days might be one drop, some days might be five, depending on, you know, how well you felt you did, whether it was confidence or certain skills that were dropped in the bucket. But, um, yeah, and then by the end of the season, you got a whole bucket full of water. So I think that kind of entering with that kind of mentality and with that metaphor in mind, it really helped me see kind of the big picture of the season. That's awesome. Katie, 4-0 Metropolitan Riveters, you've got to feel good. What do you think? You think you bring it home the Isabel Cup this year? Uh, that's definitely um, obviously our end goal. <laughs> that, that's the plan, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially after last year, it was really, that was a tough loss. It really stung uh, for all of us. Um, so I think coming back from that, we didn't have anything else in mind. We all came in with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You know, it's like I said, it's a marathon. It's such a long season. Um, and we're just trying to learn and get a little bit better every week. And we've been doing great with that so far. You know, little tweaks every week and, you know, good character wins. You know, both the games, all four of our games have been hard fought. And, to, and then we kind of remained consistent and persisted through and found a way to get uh, goals on the scoreboard and get the win. So, I think each week we get a little bit more confident, but we also have in mind that we still have a long way to go. Definitely a marathon, not a sprint. You're at the quarter point now. You guys sit undefeated atop the NWHL standings. Katie Fitzgerald, the goaltender for the Metropolitan Riveters, have a nice bye week, uh, a good holiday weekend, and we will see you back in action in just a few days. Katie, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Taylor Kersey, a forward for the Buffalo Buttes, joins us now. Taylor, how are you? I'm good, Ken. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us on your bye week. I know you've probably got uh, plenty of plans, uh, although 
Uh, being from Canada, I know those plans probably don't center around uh, stuffed turkey, correct? Very correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the Buttes, 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, both of those losses coming to the undefeated Metropolitan Riveters, so maybe some, uh, maybe not the best uh, scheduling luck for you guys early on in the season. You've got the pride after the break, and they sit at 0-4. Is there... Any bit of uh, nervousness in the locker room that that could end up being kind of what they call a trap game or, or that they could come out flying and you guys could be a little flat? Um, honestly, I think right now the team is really taking this the American Thanksgiving break uh, to their advantage. So um, right now we're working on just getting ourselves back on track and coming out as hard as we possibly can. I don't think anybody has any form of... Uh, fear that the other teams from here on out are going to beat us. Everybody, I think, kind of has their uh, game together, and we're just looking to move forward uh, in a winning direction at this point. So after the Pride, you guys see the Riveters again, the third time in six games uh, to open the season. What have you learned from those first two games against the Riveters that you guys think you might be able to put into play in the third? Um, well, definitely we, we can't come out flat. Uh, if we come out flat, they're going to do what they've done to us the first two games. And that is obviously beat us. Um, but right now, uh, we are fully capable, um, of beating them. I think that our third period, uh, is what's killing us right now. And the Thanksgiving break couldn't have come at a better time. It gives us more time to work on our conditioning and stuff on the ice. So um, I definitely think that if we play a full 60 minutes, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to win. And you guys have had no trouble putting the the puck in the back of the net. Um, Over the first four games, uh, three goals, two goals, five goals, three goals in that order, you have five of those goals. Nobody else on the squad has more than two I mean, do you feel as if defenses are starting to focus in more on you and your goal-scoring ability? Um, I think they're definitely watching out for me, which, I mean, I guess you could say is an advantage still because, you know, the, if if the D is going to come to me more, then that leaves somebody else open um, and able to put the puck in the back of the net. So, I mean, it really uh, opens things up for other players, which is obviously a good thing. and. And I guess we'll have to just wait and see. But definitely I could feel a little bit um, in that last game we played. Uh, Taylor, tell me a little bit about what coach's focus has been in, in the last few practices leading into the break and, and what you guys are looking forward to implementing on the way out. Uh, basically, we're just looking at, you know, hard work. I think at this point it's not necessarily a, uh, a skill factor. It's just more or less a hard full 60 minutes. Um, like I said before our third period is kind of leaving us hung out to dry a little bit um with a a drop off so we definitely need to improve that and coaches definitely uh implemented uh harder working habits and and taylor in in your uh, professional opinion i guess i could ask tell me why do you think that is What, what do you think goes on in the third period that's different than the first 40 for you guys or is it just a matter of conditioning or uh, just a bad puck luck. Um, I think I think it's 
a little bit of everything. You know, with poor conditioning comes bad puck luck, which comes, you know, goals for the other team. Um, I also think it's a little bit of, you know, girls just thinking too much, like, oh, we're ahead or, oh, we're tied. So they tight, tighten their hands up on their sticks. So things start bouncing. Things start not going our way, that sort of thing. So I think that it's also a mind game or a mental um mental aspect that everybody kind of needs to work on as well um yeah i don't think it's just one specific thing i think it's a bunch of things mixed together so obviously this being your rookie season in the league tell me a little bit about what that's like for you has it been everything you thought it would be honestly it's been so much fun i i love it i love going to practice i love going to games we have a really good uh, a really good group of girls. Everybody gets along with everybody off the ice and on the ice, and it's just it makes for a really fun atmosphere. And you know, to be honest, I didn't I didn't actually plan on playing hockey after college. It was actually my sister who oh, said, "Hey, like, I think you should uh, I think you should go out for the buttes." And I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, definitely." You that's have to, that you specifically. Have to she was like, "That's it. The buttes. That's that's the team." Yep she 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 said the buttes. So wow. <laughs> yep. Sister knows best. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, you're the leading scorer four games into the year. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess you'll take that and run with it, won't you? For now, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, Taylor. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great bye week um, and get some rest because uh, there's a lot left in this season. And uh, sitting at two and two, um, plenty more effort coming out of you guys. I'm I'm sure of it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Thanks for having me, Ken. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks, Taylor. <clears throat> So, obviously, want to give a very special thank you to Katie Fitzgerald and Taylor Kersey taking time out on their holiday weekend, or at least a holiday weekend for Katie Fitzgerald. Taylor able to take some time away from her family on the off week as well. So thank you both for spending the time with us here on the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast. And, and folks, we want to hear from you. So please let us know what we can improve here on this podcast. We want it to be something where you can come and get all the information you want for the upcoming weeks of the NWHL season. Like we said, we're settling into an every other week schedule. So we'll be off next week, but back the week after. And we want to know how to make it better for you. This is a consumer podcast. So you you tell us what you want and we'll try to deliver the best we can. Just a few more uh, quick tidbits from a la- from around the league. We've gone over the standings. Riveters lead the way at 4-0. Buttes and Whale at 2-2. Two and two. And then the Pride ringing up the rear at 0-4. Save percentage leaders early on. Katie Fitzgerald at 929, which is a monstrous number, leads the league there. Taylor Kersey, who we spoke to today, leads the league in goals with five. Courtney Burke, a Riveters forward with seven assists, leads the league there. And Alexa Grusho, with nine points, is the overall point leader. So, plenty to go still in this NWHL season, and we'll bring it all to you here on the NWHL 5th Star Podcast. So make sure to tune in every time we release a new episode. You can make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure to rate and review as well. The more people who rate and review, the easier it is for others to find the podcast. It's a big help for all of us here at the NWHL. So we really appreciate those who are able to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Of course, one more time, a very special thank you to Katie Fitzgerald and Taylor Kersey for joining us this week. And for all of us here at the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.